Hello out there to all our Abby fans, all our Ixtahuele fans, all our fans of the Dharmaland album. This is Brian Chittister, the co-producer of the album. And it's been about six months or so since the last episode of this podcast. And I had figured that we were pretty much done at that point and didn't really have a reason to step back in and continue it. So, and, and 15 episodes seemed like a nice number to end on. But nevertheless, some recent discoveries came my way and I thought were really important to kind of validating the approach we took to the album. So I'll jump right in. The first is a two-page copyright certificate that Abi wrote, submitted, had copyrighted, had sent back to him. It basically a registration form, and it was for a song entitled Mana Dash 15 Parts. It was copyrighted on July 29th, 1963. The person who stamped the copyright was a gentleman named Abraham L. Kamenstein, Register of Copyright, United States of America has the red seal which says not valid without copyright office impression seal so it has that it's two pages it says page three and four at the top one and two might have just been standard forms for how to submit these things and i don't really know how this works so i don't know if abraham l kamenstein was somebody that worked for a copyright office perhaps at the library of congress and stamped it and sent it back, or if that was somebody that Abby went to as a notary. What is somewhat fascinating to me, and, and again, I'm sort of figuring this out on the fly, is that the actual MANA lead sheet that we used for the Dharmaland album, which Abby hand wrote the music or the melody himself and then submitted to the Library of Congress, and I know he submitted it to the library because that's where I found it in 2009 or 2010, when I discovered this stash of lead sheets, and it also has a stamp of July 29th, 1963. So my original thought was that when he submitted these things to the Library of Congress, they were the ones that put the stamp on it and then archived it and entered it into their system. So I had assumed that, you know, the song was maybe written a month before it got stamped. But I think the most important part of this, and the part that is an actual revelation, is the fact that the title is listed as MANA 15 parts. So the lead sheet at the Library of Congress is a single page entitled MANA Part 1, and there are no other pages that go along with it. I know this because I ordered every single lead sheet that Abby copyrighted and sent to the Library of Congress. So there was no other parts. Now, when I saw it, I assumed because he called it MANA Part 1 that there was a, at least a Part 2 but I had no idea that there was 15 parts. The registration sheet is actually written in Abby's own hand, so it's not as if somebody else wrote that and added something that maybe he didn't intend to put there. So what does this mean for the Dharmaland app? Well, Dharmaland, as it was recorded and conceived and finally released in June of 2021, was put together as a follow-up to Eden's Island and as a second conceptual suite. And that was, in almost every respect, 
something that came out of my own intuition from looking at the songs, from demoing the songs, from working with Ixtuele, and from comparing the lead sheets and the recordings and the demos and everything along the way to other things that Avi was doing, I surmised that because these songs had modified or transformed into another suite called The Song of Eden and Anna in 1965, different lyrics, slightly different melodies at times or combination of melodies, but basically the same melodies as these loose lead sheets that I came to call the Dharmaland Suite. And then again for the Scripture of the Golden Age project, something that Abi worked on from roughly 1975 to until he died in 1995. And so the fact that those same melodies continued to kind of get recycled and transformed, but always remained part of a suite, no matter how they got recycled, made me think that perhaps we were looking at a collection of sheet music from 1961 to 63 that was somehow interrelated. And what made me think that even more was that the fact that many of the songs, as I discussed in previous episodes, were about landscape, either an imaginary landscape or different topographies in California. And so thematically, melodically, and in terms of just stylistic motifs, there seemed to be something interconnected about these loose lead sheets. And again, because we did have a folio for the Song of Eden and Anna later with the same melodies just transformed into new titles with sometimes new lyrics, and because we had recordings of the Scripture of the Golden Age stuff, it sort of made me think, okay, maybe Dharmaland was his first attempt at creating a suite, any suite, with this particular material. Now that we have this registration of copyright notice, I think what it does is it sort of confirms to me that Abi had a song suite in mind, a 15-part song suite. So our Dharmaland is 12 songs, his mana, in which he may have sent more than part one or may have just sent part one but had it conceived as 15 parts, was obviously in his mind a multi-part suite. And after mana and after July 1963, his wife dies the next month in August 1963, and in September 63, he begins recording again with John Harris the songs Monterey and Overcomers of the World, which are the same melodies as Mana and New Anthem from the Dharmaland stash. On the shores of Monterey, it was such a groovy day. Overcomers of the world. So already just two months after the MANA 15 parts copyright notice, he's already transformed those two songs into a new recording. Now, Monterey and Overcomers are in different tempos, and they may seem unrelated in some ways, but if you actually look at the lead sheet for Overcomers, there is no lead sheet for Monterey. It actually has them all under one title, so it's all just Overcomers. One lead sheet and all the verses for both Overcomers and Monterey in the same lead sheet. So again, here's those two songs interconnected. You know, one at a faster tempo, one at a slower tempo. The melody just slightly modified between the two, but basically the same. So the question is, what would Mana part, parts 1 through 15 have sounded like? At this point, I would say that 
it's impossible to know exactly what configuration that suite would have taken and whether the configuration that Abi had in mind when he submitted this registration form to the Copyright Office would have been in any way like what Dharmaland was or whether Abi would have even kept that form as he continued to work on it because we've seen from the lead sheet of themes and we've seen from the lead sheet of scenes part one through three that sometimes Abi gave things sort of a basic title or a working title and then would change things quite a bit and sometimes the songs were a little bit more kind of set in stone and didn't really modify from version to version other than maybe some lyrical changes so it's really impossible to say what mana parts 1 through 15 would have been but I think the most important thing for our conversation and for looking at the Dharmaland album is that it confirms that Abi was in fact working on another multi-part suite in the aftermath of Eden's Island and that would have included mana. fact that we had intuited that and also that Mana and New Anthem share a similar melody at, which then gets modified into Overcomers of the World and Monterey in the immediate aftermath or just two months after the Mana copyright registration tells us that we were really very much on the right track. So I think this is a, a really great piece of information that again sort of validates the album that was made. The other thing that I recently found is a MIDI recording, kind of a, a piano demo or just a or keyboard take of Abby playing a song in the mid-90s, around 1993-1994, entitled Song for My Sister. And this was recorded by Abby with Joe Vermersa Engineering, basically recording using MIDI and then taking that off of Abby's keyboard and ever so slightly mixing it or EQing it for posterity. And Song for My Sister is a four minute and 55 second song. It was for the Scripture of the Golden Age project, Abby's last project. And um, the melody of it for the first four minutes is basically the same melody as Nature's Symphony, a song from the Nature Boy Suite of 1946 or 1947, which Abi composed very early in his songwriting career. And what is interesting about this new recording, and I had never heard it before a couple days ago, is that for the last 50 seconds of it, the song switches or modulates into the melody of theme part three from the EP that Ixtihule recorded as a bonus to Dharmaland. It was just another confirmation that the songs that were a part of the Scripture of the Golden Age suite had originally germinated in the Dharmaland era, 
What was a bit of a letdown for me was that it was actually attached to an actual scripture song, and I had basically felt that themes one through three was from the same era as the Dharmaland lead sheets, but that it wasn't somehow related. I thought that it was sort of a standalone mini suite that was just about Abi and his wife Anna. I didn't hear any melodic similarities to the other songs on Dharmaland. So that was the reason why as the Dharmaland album was starting to run a little bit long and we were having to make some decisions about how to tighten it up, that themes got extracted and then later turned into its own EP. But because of its inclusion as a short melodic bit within the scripture of the Golden Age project, it somewhat confirms that this melody managed to transform from the Dharmaland era into a song from my sister recording by Abby. So hopefully what I was saying was that the two of those will eventually be able to be compared and not only these, but so much else in Abby's canon. Anyway, thanks everyone for tuning in and I hope this was helpful and enlightening and <laughs> somewhat comprehensible. Mm-hmm.